Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. Yuan's going to get us started with an update on a new interim rule. Yuan, over to you. Thanks, Peter. On June 2nd, the FAR Council issued an interim rule that, effective immediately, will prohibit the presence and use of the TikTok app, as well as any successor app or service that's developed or provided by Chinese tech firm ByteDance. Now, this prohibition applies to all IT that is either owned or managed by the government or used or provided by government contractors and contractor personnel in the performance of a federal contract or subcontract. The prohibition excludes personally owned cell phones that are not used in the performance of a contract and permits agency exemptions for contractors performing law enforcement activities, national security activities, and security research. Now, IT is specifically defined here to include equipment when the government contract requires the use of such equipment to a significant extent in the performance of a service or the furnishing of a product but it does not include equipment that's acquired by a federal contractor incidental to a federal contract. But the interim rule does not provide clarification regarding the types of use that may be incidental and fall out of scope. Now, the interim rule establishes a new contract clause at FAR 52204-27, which agencies are to include in solicitations issued on or after June 2nd, in previously issued solicitations where the resulting contract will be awarded after June 2nd, in all contract awards on or after June 2nd, and in all existing IDIQ contracts, which need to be modified by July 3rd, and whenever exercising an option or modifying a contract to extend the period of performance. Now, the clause applies to contracts below the simplified acquisition threshold and to contracts for commercial products and services. We've been working with companies implementing this new regulation and helping them interpret some of the less clear provisions. So we'll definitely be watching for further guidance from the government on this issue. Peter, back to you. Great. Uh, Next up, uh, artificial intelligence. So on May 23rd, the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy released an updated version of the National Artificial Intelligence Research and Development Strategic Plan, which outlines key priorities and goals for federal investment in AI research and development. The plan identifies about nine different areas as key priorities, and they include long-term investments in fundamental and responsible AI research, developing effective methods for human AI collaboration, understanding and addressing ethical, legal, and societal implications of AI, developing shared public data sets and environments for AI training and testing, measuring and evaluating AI systems through standards and benchmarks, establishing principled and coordination approach for international collaboration. So there are a number of of different focus areas. The updated strategic plan emphasizes the role that federally funded research plays in driving AI innovation and is part of the White House whole of government approach to addressing AI-related risks in support of the public good. Notable additions to this update are the emphasis on principled and coordinated approach to international collaboration in AI research and the commitment in the plan to ethical and responsible development of AI. So certainly um, a lot of news happening in the world of AI, um, and this is an important uh, piece of that as well. 
Next up, Yuan's going to talk about an important Court of Federal Claims decision regarding SAM registrations. Thanks, Peter. On May 10th, the Court of Federal Claims granted Meridian's motion for a preliminary injunction, finding that Cloud Harbor Economics, the awardee of the CMS contract, was actually ineligible for award because it failed to maintain its SAM registration during the entire proposal evaluation process pursuant to FAR 52204-7. Here are the facts. In mid-2022, CMS issued a solicitation for a five-year, $11 million contract for coding support services. In November of 2022, all offerors submitted their proposals, and on March 9th, 2023, CMS awarded the contract to Cloud. Now, relevant here, Cloud's SAM registration was active at the time of both proposal submission and award, but lapsed for three weeks from February 12th until March 1st, 2023, during the proposal evaluation period. Now, Meridian protested, arguing that Cloud was ineligible for award under FAR 52204-7, which provides that an offeror has to be registered in SAM when submitting an offer or quotation and shall continue to be registered until time of award. The court agreed, explaining that FAR 52204-7 unambiguously requires a contractor to maintain its SAM registration throughout the entire proposal and evaluation process, and that the FAR doesn't distinguish based on the duration of the registration lapse. It further explained that an agency lacks the authority to waive that requirement because such discretion would disqualify some offerors altogether while disregarding the avoidable blunders of others. So this is really an important reminder for contractors about the importance of maintaining SAM registrations. Peter? Great. And that's it for this edition. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes. Brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions, I can be reached at 202-624-2807. And Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thank you for joining us. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mooring LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast.